Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I think you're going to love today's episode with Rashad. He, like a true cancer, takes a little bit to open up. But once he does, I think that you are going to love and relate to so much of what he says. And I also know that it's crucial to hear kind of like the male perspective of dating in your 20s. And so I hope that helps you today. So before we get started, I'm going to answer a few questions, but also talk on a few things that I've been through recently, starting with a lymphatic massage. So I have seen this on every influencer's Insta. Like, oh my God, I love my lymphatic massage. It's so relaxing. I feel amazing after. No, absolutely not. I had a lymphatic massage and the place I went to was a great place. And I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to slander it because it's not my intention. I am sure there's someone out there that does really enjoy a lymphatic massage, but that person is not me. And it never, ever will be me because I had the most horrifying experience ever. I went in like the sauna first, which was a great experience. Honestly, relaxing. I listened to a podcast. I When I was younger, I used to never be able to last in a sauna. Like I would immediately leave but I really enjoyed it. I, I The heat was necessary because it's fucking freezing. So that was great. Then the lymphatic massage begins. They put like this essential oil all over your body. And like, I love when I get a massage and I, it, I use like regular oil, but because it was essential oil, it had some sort of like magnesium in it. And it was the kind of oil that like kind of could burn you if used improperly. So give me a second to explain here. They give you this disposable underwear. I don't know if you've ever worn disposable underwear, but I have only maybe once before. And so of course, I put on the disposable underwear the wrong way. Next thing I know, there's essential oil all over my body and my vagina is burning, like burning more than I've ever, I I mean, I've never experienced it, a, a burning vagina. It was insane. So that was extremely distracting for this massage because my vagina was burning because I guess I put the underwear the wrong way. But I honestly feel like even if I put the underwear the right way, my vagina would still be burning because this essential oil 
is definitely not meant to go anywhere near your vagina. Anyway, so my vagina is burning. Okay. And then this lymphatic massage, I'm not kidding. It's like a very aggressive hand job for your entire body. Like it just imagine a really aggressive hand job that like you're like hurting the guy's penis or whatever, like painfully, but like your whole body. It was the most pain I have ever been in. There was not a moment not a moment that I enjoyed this. And afterwards I was bruised. So, oh, also she was like, and the woman was so sweet. Don't get me wrong. She was so sweet. And like she was doing her job, but this just was not for me. And, and she said, she was like, you shouldn't eat dairy after this for it to work. What? Like I, if I had known that having a massage would change my diet, I wouldn't have had a massage. Like, huh? I mean, same with after the clonic, she was like, you should eat like something like, you know, like a, a piece of fish and a vegetable. And I was like, okay. And I didn't, but like it, this, this woman basically said that if I didn't not eat dairy after, and I was going to polo bar after, which like, obviously all the food is so unhealthy. I think I had like a burger and like bacon, but she was like, if you eat dairy after like your lymph nodes will actually get bigger and there will, be, there will have been no point to this. So obviously, spoiler alert, there was no point because I went and I ate like my normal food. Anyway, don't get a lymphatic massage if you want to be relaxed. Just don't. It's not what it looks like on influencers' Instagrams. It's just not. Like, I'm sorry. Unless there's someone who like just like deep tissue massages you and calls that themselves a lymphatic massage or masseuse, whatever. Okay. I threw... I helped throw a surprise bachelor party for my fiance this weekend. It was so much fun. I basically called his friends because he wasn't planning on doing anything before our wedding. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I had such a fun time at my bachelorette that I was like, I want him to have fun too, you know? And like when you have this bachelor bachelorette night, you kind of go into the wedding and like good spirits with that crew so that you like bring that energy to the dance floor. And it's just like fun vibes. So I was like, we got to do something. I called his friends. I was like, you guys got to fly in. Like, you know, a lot of them, four of them don't live here. And they all flew in. It was so cute. Um, he was totally surprised. It was really fun for him. And I'm just like really happy that he was able to do that because I, he's the kind of person that just does not like doing anything for himself, like such cancer vibes. And once he did have this, like he was really, really happy and really touched. And it was like the best weekend of his life. He definitely did it up. And it was funny. They took all of their phones like the first night. Um, they were at a restaurant and and the um, maitre d' like took all of their phones because like, you know, some shit was going down. But one of his friends refused to give his phone in and he was like texting me. And I was like, don't text me. Like, I don't want to know what's happening, you know? But it was really cute. And it was a really, really fun weekend for him. And I got to like do my own thing and see my girlfriends. I saw Scream. It was so bad, but so good because it's like, you know, it's one of those movies where you're like, who's the killer? And that's fun. And I finished a large popcorn to the face, which I know I should have learned my lesson because I just got a kernel stuck in my teeth and was like so miz, but I didn't get a kernel stuck in this time. So there's that. Um, always give popcorn a second chance, you know? 
I just want to really quickly talk about like unsolicited and very stressful advice that you get as an influencer. Like people are in your DMs all the time. And by the way, like so, so grateful that people DM me at all. Like amazing. And I love it and never stop. But every now and then you get like this unsolicited and very stressful advice. Like I go to, I go to SLT or like, you know, I tried body rock and someone was in my DMs and they were like, you know, that makes your legs really bulky. And I'm like, first of all, for all this person knows, I want bulky legs. Okay. And second of all, like, no, that's not, first of all, what I want to hear, it's not, it's one person's experience. Like, I just don't believe that to be true. I'm sorry. I've been doing SLT for like six plus years and I haven't experienced that. So like, no. Um, another person was in my DM saying like, oh, you got a colonic? Like, that's really bad for you. You're going to like die because your body's not used to it. Like some crazy shit. Okay. Another per like every time I'm like, I'm tired. Someone's like, you've long-term COVID. These are effects of long-term COVID. If I'm like, I didn't sleep well last night. They're like, well, it's your long, long-term COVID. I'm like, no, like I'm negative. I don't have thank God, I'm very lucky to not have that. Like, please, unless you're a doctor and I asked for your opinion, like that is wild and so stressful. Somebody asked, have you ever done stuff or spoken about future tripping? I just discovered the term and I'm 1000% guilty of it and would love tips and tricks on how to handle it in early dating. So we have talked about this, but we haven't really talked about the exact term. Future tripping is something that comes up a lot actually in sobriety because it's like, Someone will be like, oh, will you not drink forever? What about on your 60th birthday? And like, that's future tripping. It's like, let's take everything one day at a time. And I think the same thing goes with dating. Like when I first started dating Steven, I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I want to marry him. But I was like, you know what? If I'm in that mindset and like putting him on this pedestal, I'm going to lose my damn mind. So I have to be like, okay, today was a good day. I had a nice time with this guy. And like, if I see him tomorrow, that's great. And I think so it's like living in the moment and not like not getting psyched about the future, which hasn't happened yet. I think it's also telling yourself, and this I've spoken about before that has helped me. It's like, I'm really enjoying getting to know this person. And if for some reason they ghost me tomorrow, I enjoyed getting to know them. And it's not like you're saying I need to be with them. No, I am enjoying or have enjoyed getting to know them. And it's as simple as that. And I've even, I even say that to the person I'm dating. I'm like, I'm enjoying getting to know you. And like, whatever happens, I'm just glad I got to know you. Like, I literally straight up say that. And that also kind of takes pressure off the situation too, I think. Someone said, do you have a podcast about how you and Steven started dating and how it played out? I know you give tidbits, but don't know if you've ever done a full episode on dating others and then realizing you only wanted him and vice versa. It sounds like y'all have a great relationship and it worked out so naturally. Thank you. Um, I don't have a dedicated episode to it. I feel like that would be boring for you guys, but you know I've talked about it so many times and I'm definitely over the limit and want to turn this over to Rashad's episode. But I will say it did happen pretty naturally. We had run into each other. I had messaged him. We went out on dates and we started dating, but we were still dating other people. 
especially me, like I had, was recently single. So I made it a point to like, see what was out there. And even though I knew after the first date with Steven that I wanted him to be my husband, that doesn't mean I was going to just stop dating other people because then I would have like shot myself in the leg and he probably would have noticed that I had put all my eggs in his basket. And so I was continuing to date and I realized I only wanted him like pretty, pretty quickly, but I again, convince myself like I'm still getting to know him. I don't know him yet. And I think I would say he probably realized it after our set between our second and like fourth date. I would say he stopped dating people, other people like around our third date, I would assume. But I was more protective of myself and stopped at like our seventh or whenever after we had sex. Actually, that's not true. I was still like seeing other people after we had sex, but only sleeping with Steven. And I was really only doing it to like protect myself. But I feel like the guy needs to like commit first almost. Or like if the guy is still sleeping with others and hasn't made up his mind, that's like a red flag from my experience. But yeah, and then we, you know, we're dating and then COVID hit. And then we could have gone one way or the other, but we decided to quarantine together. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. So I guess it was like linear in that way, which was really good. And I'll do more like of a full episode on it at some point soon, but I'm turning it over because I want you to hear Rashad. I'm literally sitting in front of a space heater as I record this podcast right now. And I love it because it keeps me warm and I need it additionally because the heat in my apartment sucks. But it dries my face out and all my plants, keep in mind, to no end. Like I have the driest face I've ever had in my life. And if not for Crabtree and Evelyn, I do not know what I would do because their moisturizer keeps my face decently moisturized for eight hours of hydration, which... If not for that, my skin would be terrible. And like leading up to the wedding, that's the last thing that I would ever want, ever. And I just really love it. I really do. And I really want you guys to try it. Personally, I would recommend the Gardener's Glow Drops, which is kind of like skincare meets makeup. It's a pearl-infused highlighter that delivers a sun-kissed glow while leaving your skin nourished and healthy looking. And all of their beauty products are inspired by exploration with sensorial textures and powerful ingredients designed to nourish your skin and soul. They have really, really interesting ingredients in their products like snow mushroom, microalgae, rose water, which we all know is really, really good for you. So I highly recommend you try it, especially the moisturizer during this horrible winter. You really need it. My code ACME15 will get you 15% off your order when you go to crabtree-evelyn.com. Use code ACME15 for 15% off your order. I would highly recommend starting with something like the moisturizer and then trying the glow drops and just telling me how it goes. And then I'll recommend some other products. If you slide into my DMs, they're all... I mean, you really can't go wrong. They're amazing, but definitely try it. Use code ACME15 for 15% off your order at crabtree-evelyn.com. This lack of vitamin D in our lives it really sucks. Like it's really hard. And if you're listening in a sunny place, I'm jealous of you. But that's not the case for me right now. And it makes me struggle with 
not being tired all the time, having some energy, being focused, motivating myself. Like every morning I wake up and I want to stay in bed for the entire day. It is so bad. And so thank God I am, we're now working with this company and it's called Thesis. And they make these personalized supplement formulas that are specifically designed to boost your cognitive function. It's based on the science of nootropics, which I'm sure you've heard about. It's like very buzzy right now. And they're natural, powerful ingredients like caffeine or ginseng, B12, and they increase productivity, focus, energy, and mental clarity. So basically, you're waking up and you actually want to do life again. You take this three-minute online quiz on their website... And then they recommend these real amazing high quality nootropic formulas and they send it to you in this cute little box and it's really amazing for a good reason. Over 60,000 entrepreneurs, lawyers, engineers, professionals, and parents have used Thesis to get better results at work and at home. So right now, Thesis is offering our listeners 10% off their first starter kit when you go to takethesis.com slash Acme. That's takethesis.com slash Acme. You take the quiz and discover your unique nootropic combination, and then you save 10% on your first starter kit. That's takethesis.com slash Acme. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you and enjoy. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here. So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard, but talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with TikTok star Rashad. Hey. Hey, Lindsay. So I'm so glad to have you here today. First of all, because we love having male guests on the podcast and male perspective. But second of all, because I've been a huge fan of your TikToks for a long time. So welcome. That makes me very happy to hear. Appreciate that. So everyone listening, this is Rashad's first podcast ever. So be easy on him. Um, no, no, I totally have been doing this for years. Oh, I'm like, I'm, why? I'm like No, no, I'm just fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's definitely my first podcast. Um, and he brought a friend here for support, which we love. And she's adorable. <laughs> and she's a huge fan of the pod too. Oh, that's very sweet. Are you? Is there a romance between you guys or just a strictly friendship? We are very good, close family friends. We've known each other pretty much our whole lives. Love it. Love yeah. it. I feel like you've got tons of family friends. So another reason that I know Rashad is because my fiance's best friend is his like quote unquote right. cousin. Like, yeah. you know, when you have your your fake cousins. Yeah, yeah. We throw like, around cousins just because it's easier. Yeah. How do you guys know each other? So his name is KB. So shout out to KB. Yeah. Shout out KB and uh, the Books. He has a twin brother, Yasin, who I'm also super close with. We grew up together in the suburbs of DC. So I'm originally grew up, you know, outside of DC. He's a little bit older. So originally was really close friends with my brother. And then we, as I sort of graduated into getting him to hang out with the older crew, uh, have become super close. And he's just an awesome friend uh, and a good mentor of mine. 
I love it. So let's get some background on you. How old are you? And I know you said D.C. Is that where you're from? So, yes, I am from D.C. in the sense, well, you can't say D.C. D.C. people will call you out if you say D.C. and you're actually from Northern Virginia because it's not nearly as cool. So I'm from a suburb in Northern Virginia, but ethnically Lebanese. So I kind of lived in the States for most of my childhood and then moved to Lebanon when I was 15. Uh, I went to high school there and then moved back to the States. Very cool. Very yep, cool. And yep. what is your current relationship status? Uh, I'm currently single. Ooh, lots of girls wanted to know. <laughs> um, and when's your birthday? June 25th. So you're a cancer. So I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay, awesome. We are really, we have a lot, a lot of questions for you. So, but before we get into that, what is your TikTok aesthetic for anybody who has not seen your videos sure. before. Yeah, so I guess it falls into the sort of like comedy category of TikTok. I, if you haven't seen, just like make these little videos. Uh, it originated on Snapchat, then Instagram, and then TikTok has just been awesome for being able to reach a much wider audience as you, I'm sure, know. And yeah, I would say like it's it's sort of calling out little mundane interactions that we all sort of experience but don't really think much about when your brain kind of goes into autopilot and you start saying things and you, you know, just try to think a little bit about, you know, whether it's in the dating world or in corporate America, which is where it's kind of originated. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. The first video of yours that I remember seeing was at a wedding and or like the scene that you set was at a wedding sure. and you were like, oh, like, are you friends with the, the bride? Are you right. friends with the groom? It's yes, like yes. the typical, the standard <laughs> conversation that you have over and over and over again at a wedding. Yeah. Was that your first viral video or which one which <sighs> one kind of put you on the map there? It's hard to say because then I had posted a couple of videos before that that also took off. But I think that was the original one that really blew up. And then, you know, people started going back into the archives of my page. And But yeah, that was at a wedding. I've been to a ton of weddings. And so I think it was just sort of, I realized like we're, we're just having the same, you know, you're at the reception and uh, hey, like, <laughs> how do you know the bride? Oh, yeah, no, we're here till Monday. Oh, we fly back on Sunday, like this conversation that's just so mundane and repetitive. And you're like, can't wait to get out of it so you can go get a drink and actually hang out with your friends. So. Yeah, exactly. And I know you mentioned a job, so I'm assuming you're not doing the TikTok stuff full time. What do you do in your day to day? I work in tech and sales. So we sell analytics software if anyone's looking. <laughs> yeah, okay, I love it. Very different than the TikTok. How do your coworkers and how do your friends receive your TikTok? It's funny, I was on, a, I was doing, I'm trying to do more live streams, especially for like generating new ideas, writer room style. And uh, I was on a live stream the other day and my boss joined like 40 minutes in. But you know how the comments are kind of lagged? So I didn't see it until he would join. And this was like middle of the day on a Thursday. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, most of my coworkers do know about it just because it's public in the Internet. I, you know, not broadcasting it, but it does get around. And everyone's super supportive. It's been great. Did your boss call you out? And <laughs> no, he's playful. We have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, he actually encourages it. Uh, well, I don't know about the midday. Right on a right. Thursday stuff, but That's really he's been funny. super supportive generally. And your dating life, what was it like pre-having a TikTok like this? Has anything changed since you, you know, started this? Sure. So dating life is probably not too different than your average sort of like guy in your mid-20s living in New York City like. And 
to answer your second question, it definitely has changed. Not in the way that I I think about dating or want to be in a relationship or don't want to be in a relationship, but I don't know. It definitely feels like as you get more attention online among your social friends, you sort of get this validation from society. More opportunities present themselves, let's just say that. So like you're getting comments that are like, he's cute, or maybe some DMs? Comments and DMs are super common, although, and people ask me this all the time, like, oh, you know, do you ever go out with dates from from girls in your DMs? It's like, it is hard, and there's no way to say this without sounding like a complete douchebag, but there, it's hard to, uh, I'm sure you get a lot of attention online too. Like, it's hard to really, you get a bunch of DMs, like, how do you know who to talk to, who to respond to, who to not? Maybe you look at their picture, they look attractive. Okay, cool. Like, uh, you know, it's it's hard to sort of like actually translate that into a real human interaction. But among communities where I'm already hanging out or friends of friends, like when you sort of have that validation or like, oh, this is my homie Rashad, you know, he's, he's famous on TikTok, whatever. Like, yeah. you just, it just feel like you get an at-bat that you maybe otherwise wouldn't have with a girl that is like, ooh, you know, TikTok, whatever. Plus girls do like validation from society. I think that really puts you at a, a point of advantage as a single dude. Like if if your girlfriends come up to you and they're like, hey, you know, this guy's so cute, whatever, like he's awesome. Like you're immediately like, oh, I want to meet him. Right. Little, that, maybe I'm, go, you know. No, it builds know. like intrigue for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like if the opportunity presented itself with this TikTok being a full-time thing for you that you would go with it? Or do you want this to remain like just a fun hobby? No, I mean, look, having 100% equity over what you do full time is is absolutely the goal. If that can become a reality, that's awesome. I'm not particularly like in a rush to do that. Like I quit my job and go full time. And I also feel like having a job and doing TikTok has kind of given me the opportunity to fight my instincts, which would be otherwise to like try to do everything at once. And instead, because I have a full time job, I kind of have to like take things slowly and it's been really nice because I don't know. I just I, I feel like I'm being I'm able to be more thoughtful about like the opportunities. More stuff kind of comes to you versus you trying to chase things right. all the time. And then I don't know. You know, good things tend to come with time, anyways. But Definitely. I am hopefully on a path to uh, doing some form of whether it's TikTok, social media, whatever the next big thing is. Who even knows if TikTok is going to be around in two years? So I want to put all my eggs in in that basket. I think you are for sure, and I think. TikTok will definitely be around the next few years, but I don't want to jinx it. So no, I'm no, I don't either. Yeah, hopefully. So you mentioned like a little bit of dating post having this TikTok. What about before? Did you have any long-term relationships? Not really. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no. I, most of my adult life has been single with the exception of maybe a, of couple sort of like I would say casual-ish relationships, mm -hmm. you know, not really like crossing the relationship milestones of, you know, meeting your parents or going on trips sure. together and stuff like that. But yeah, also maybe a little bit typical for sort of guys in their 20s. Not you know. always. Why, why yeah. would you say it is that you haven't had that relationship and, and I, I recently maybe, <laughs> maybe your friend can weigh in a little bit? Sure. I, I think... Uh, I recently learned what the term emotionally unavailable, uh, probably through your podcast, honestly, mm -hmm. <laughs> means. And I don't think I'm completely emotionally unavailable, but I, I do think that I sort of like always, when it when it comes to thinking about the trade-off between sort of like personal development 
going to the happy hour after work to meet potentially meet this thing, you know, for work or uh, even just hanging out with friends, going on a trip, uh, et cetera. Like the freedom is of being single. And I know you can do this stuff with the significant other. It's not to say one or the other, but that freedom has been something that's like very high on my list of priorities in mm-hmm. my early to mid-20s as I, I'm 27 now, as I sort of go towards my late 20s, I absolutely don't underestimate sort of like how important it is to find a life partner and how it's probably the, if not the most important sort of factor in the equation of long-term happiness in life. So like, you know, it's it's on my radar. It's just not something I've particularly like prioritized in my 20s, let's say that. But have you ever found yourself in a situation where you did want something with someone and they were the one that was like, no. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There have been girls. Uh, so look, it's, I'm like, I'm, you know, shooting my shot. I'm going out to meet people at, uh, organically. I've been on dating apps and things like that. There's definitely been girls that I've tried to pursue that, you know, weren't into it or timing or whatever it was at the time. What when dating, because it sounds like most of the time you're like, eh, I, you know, I'm not in the mood to pursue this. What are your biggest icks when it comes to dating? Do you know what icks are? I can, it sounds... <laughs> Something uh, that makes you yeah, feel like a, <laughs> like, a uh, like a physical thing or, or it doesn't matter. Could be physical, could be, be personality-wise. Like, I yeah. don't know, maybe they always, they have like a creepy laugh or whatever it is. <laughs> If I had to think of a few, probably just like, well, let's do a, an emotional one first. Like, and they, cause when girls are kind of like stingy or frugal, I think a lot about money. That tends to be a personality trait that just like really clashes with my lifestyle and what I like to do. So, and I think about like values and stuff like that. I mean, that that's an almost immediate turnoff. Girls that don't like appreciate travel and adventure and sort of like leaving whatever it is their place is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say that that's, that only applies to, you know, New York City, everyone's cultured. It's not really the case. I've met girls in New York City that like have never been to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? So those are two like personality ones. I have a, a one of, I, I'm not really on Hinge anymore, but I, when I was one of my prompts was what's a, what's a deal breaker that you're, uh, embarrassed about or like ashamed of. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Which has gotten some funny responses. Mine is probably like, I don't know that I could date a girl that's taller than me. Okay. How tall are I'm you? I'm not like ick. So I think yeah. that's aggressive. <laughs> uh, um, like <laughs> on my dating apps or in your life? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm like probably 5'10. Okay. But on dating apps, you're six feet? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just left that out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, going back to Hold like, on. Can we talk about how girls are just brutal about heights sometimes? Brutal. Brutal. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Sometimes when guys, so when I was on dating apps and guys would leave out their height, I would ask, straight up ask. I'd be no like, chance. I swear to God. I'd be like, by the way, how tall are you? I need to know if I should wear heels or not. Like, okay. Like, because, like, I do need to know, <laughs> right. you know? Like, especially if they're like you and have an ick. If you're, you're rocking taller. heels to a first date, though? Most of the time. Most okay. of the time, yeah. This is pre-COVID, though. Pre-COVID, but even post-COVID, it, like, 
comfortable heels, like boots, but not like not like a crazy stiletto. Like right, right, not right. wild. But booties, booties. Yeah, like booties. But sometimes <laughs> that taught me about booties. <laughs> yeah, but if they're not like more than a few inches taller than you, then you have to be careful right. with the with the heels no, or the I boots or whatever. Yeah, so it's um, neutral. But yeah. uh, you're you're saying so should I wear heels or not? Not so should I go to this date or not? No, obviously. The, not obviously. No, no, no. Obviously, the read between the lines is should I go on this date or not? <laughs> but I can't straight up say how tall are you because if you're not over oh, six five, feet, seven, I'm not I actually, going out with I you. have plans on Wednesday yeah, now that exactly. I think about it. <laughs> Crazy, something just came up. No, I think short guys are just as adorable as tall guys. Oh my all God, guys, Lindsay, All heights are created equal. Twist, adorable? You sound like this is, I, I've, uh, <laughs> I have an older sister and it's impossible because I, I I have two older siblings actually yeah. so I'm often hanging out with people that are older than me and for a long time at 27 I feel like I'm finally breaking through the age where like I can just say my age and yeah. uh, I've just kind of been trained to like avoid it because it usually hurts more than it helps because and you're dating older women no but if I'm hanging out with friends and groups sure, of friends sure, and my sure. brother's friends and stuff like that like yeah usually the girls are older so it's sort of like gut reaction of changing the subject yeah because you don't want to lie too yeah, no, but of let's course. avoid it. <laughs> yeah, wait, but going back to the frugal thing, like, how would you be able to tell if a girl was frugal or weird you can with tell money? Really quickly. How? Like, are because I'm assuming you're paying for the date if you took them on it. So, like, yeah, but how would you like? Are you on a date with a girl and she's like, "Oh my god, my coffee this morning was four dollars," and like, it, I just that was like not it's okay. It's not necessarily coming up on the first date, but like. Very quickly, I think you can start to, like, if, if cost keeps being brought up and, like, should we do this experience? And, look, I'm not—I want to be sensitive to, like, there's some, you know, you have to be smart about how you use your money. And I, I probably skew towards, like, financially irresponsible. But experiences over saving a couple extra dollars here and there for me is always, especially at this yeah. point in my life. So, like, that's where it comes down to, like— and just like, yeah, if we're going to go on vacation, I want to get like the nice thing and eat at the nice restaurant or or that. Yeah. Oh, when it comes when it it's often in the intersection of like food, like, oh, like, <laughs> I mean, if someone's like, oh, yeah, like, let's go to the sandwich place. They give you a lot of food and it's really cheap. I'm like, that's not I, I don't. I don't know, probably sound like a pretentious asshole, but like, no, I hear what you're <laughs> I'm saying. like, I don't want to eat this because it's cheap and they give you a lot of food. Like, I'm not right, going like for quantity with my reason. outing. Like, yeah. let's go out and enjoy a meal and have fun and and enjoy the ambiance. And like, that's why we're going out to eat. Otherwise, we'll make, you know, fucking ramen noodles at home. Right. I think it's important to be on the same page with what you want to spend on. It's a huge factor. I mean, think about like, you're even, I would go as far as even saying with a roommate, forget about a significant other. Like, if you're not on the same page about like what groceries we're going to buy or we're going to get the good organic thing instead of the not, like, you sure. know what I mean? Like, it just, I think it causes a lot of, it's it's one thing that I, I just don't think I could look past. Yeah. If that makes sense. How yeah. No, it makes sense. I feel like the organic thing is, is funny though, because I... So I struggle with like buying organic versus not when it comes to groceries. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, the organic strawberries are not as good or juicy as the regular <laughs> strawberries. <Yeah. laughs> and 
I so I always go regular, and then I'm like, but should I be getting more gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a mind. I, I threw fuck. that out kind of arbitrarily. I no, actually no, no, have no but idea I just, what. I'm like they put a sticker on it at Trader Joe's. Right. I don't know what the fuck that. Even I always means. feel like the organic strawberries are never ripe enough. Like I don't know if this is a me thing, but if anyone's listening and can relate, please, please let me know because <laughs> I'm curious. They're like white inside. Maybe that's an organic thing. I don't know. I really try not to look at anything after I put it in the stock market. Like that's my goal and that's the way that I invest. But apparently it's not like the whole world is crashing and stocks are not doing well and like everyone's crying about it. I I don't know. I just peered over at my fiance's group chat. Um, But I don't know a lot about that. And I guess that's my point. It's like, I want to grow my money and I want to be open to that, but I don't know enough. I don't know about like portfolios and trading. And I feel like I really need to work with somebody that does, which is why Wealthfront is the best partner for us. Because with Wealthfront, you can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds, which are personalized just for you in minutes. If you don't know what I'm saying, which I totally get, um, you should listen to any of our episodes with Mrs. Dow Jones because she explains that If you're new to this whole investing thing, low-cost index funds are the way to go. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash Acme. Don't let your money just sit there. Have it work for you. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life if you go to wealthfront.com slash Acme. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Acme to start growing your savings today. Wealthfront.com slash Acme and get started today. And then you'll know a thing or two or you can pretend you do, whatever. I forgot to tell you guys the craziest part about the lymphatic massage, which is that after the massage, you're covered in all this essential oil all over your body and they don't let you shower. You have to put all your clothes on and get all of the essential oils all over your clothes. And you go home and you look like you are wet because of it. And speaking of being wet... It is so important during this gross, dry winter season to put yourself first and your pleasure first. We did a poll recently and nobody cares if their significant other masturbates. In fact, they encourage it. So whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, Dipsy is the place to go. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories, and they even have brand new written stories every week. It is so hot, and it's the best place to close your eyes and get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. You explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. You could do it in the bath and just have it on. You could do it in a sauna. You could do it in your bed before you go to bed. You can do it when you have your period because honestly, it helps with cramps. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days full of free masturbation. Like 
why wouldn't you try that? Go to dipseastories.com slash acme. Dipseastories.com slash acme. I promise you, you will find a story for you, whether it is a doorman fantasy, maybe it's a pilot fantasy, maybe it's a flight attendant fantasy, or a coworker, a boss, an intern. Whatever you're into, Dipsy has some of it for you. Check it out. Okay, I have some questions that KB actually sent in for you. No, no, I I told you that was off limits. I don't <laughs> think so. No, but before, okay, I'll I'll ask you two more before we get to that. What's your go-to place slash activity for a first date? Like every guy has like their go-to like setup. Like I'm going to take them to Bond Street sure, or and the Matri D Jazz Bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think knowing the person at the bar kind of sends the wrong signal on a first date. Like, if you're, like, you know, dapping up the hosts when you get in, it's like, dude, uh, I think girls are sensitive to that. Like, are you just running the same, you know, play that you did uh, five other times this month? Yeah. I do hang out in on the west side. I live on the west side. I hang out in that area. I'm trying to mix it up recently. We, also with COVID, you've had to kind of get creative because some of the bars, especially like in December, were kind of shut down. I do, I'll do like comedy clubs a lot for maybe not the first date, but a second or third date. And especially if you can work in some like meet before, have a drink, then do the comedy show. Mm -hmm. Um, Comedy show on a first date? No, no. I'm saying on a second or third date. Uh, But what's the first date? I'll just do a drink. I keep it simple. Where? There are a few places... So there's a place called The Other Room on oh, okay. the west side. I've it's like really it. far on the yeah, west side. Yeah. It's easy because I'm usually pretty like last minute about planning and stuff too. So like right. I don't have to make a reservation. Like employees only is an amazing place, obviously. Yeah, you yeah, try yeah. to go there and they're like, you're in line for an hour. It's just a bad look. But are you taking into account where they live? Like let's say they live in Brooklyn. Are you still going to suggest The Other Room? Uh, oh. I, I'll usually ask like what part of town do you live in yeah. and and – if it's Brooklyn, maybe we do the Lower East Side or something. Like we meet halfway, but not but not going all the way to them. Interesting. <laughs> I just it's not my if they're they're welcome to suggest somewhere in Brooklyn, but sure. if I'm going to pick the place, I'm going to go with the things I'm familiar with, and uh, I just haven't had experience. Although you live in Williamsburg for a little while in COVID, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. When would you take a partner to meet your family? I'm assuming you've never done this. Yeah, most in my, like, adult life. I had a girlfriend in high school and, you know. Is your family here? My brother and sister live in D.C. They used to live in New York. They just moved. And my parents kind of split time between D.C. and Beirut uh, and Lebanon. Uh, So, yeah, parents is is a tough one. But to meet my siblings, I'm super close with my siblings. Like, my sister's coming up next week, you know. You're the youngest? Yeah, Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would, I would introduce someone that I've been even, even if it was like five or six dates or something like that. I'd be pretty open about it because I don't know, it's cool. It's also it happened naturally once. I remember I was seeing this girl and I hadn't have an intention. It's not like I was like, you know, I want you to meet my brother. But we happened to make plans around where he was and we merged groups and had like the best night ever. And they ended up getting along super well. And then we kind of continued to date for. It it let's it ultimately didn't end up working out, but it Why? made it. Um, <laughs> we were on a different page in terms of, let's say, 
She was cheap. Recreation. No, no, she wasn't cheap. Oh, she was a drug addict. <laughs> no, I don't want to say it go as far as that, but like <laughs> we had a different sort of fuck. Am I fucking up, Donna? God damn it. <laughs> I need her to like kick me no, under the that's table. that's like really important. First of all, I, I take it back. Obviously, she wasn't a drug addict and sure. it's okay to be a drug addict. I was at one point in my life, but I, so she liked to do more she liked to do recreational activities that you didn't like to do, or or was it the other way around? It was that, and mm-hmm. and I look to each his own. But I don't know. That's another one of those things that sort of goes in the category. It's, of like, it's hard to yeah, it's hard yeah. to look past after a certain point. That's so and interesting. other reasons too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's so interesting to hear from a guy because it's usually I usually hear that from women. I'm usually hearing like. Oh, he's always doing coke with his friends on the weekends, you know, at the club. And like, it's just such a turnoff. Yeah. But it's nice to know that it can also be a turnoff the opposite way. Because I feel like as a girl back in the day, I would feel like I'd be almost like turning guys on by partying like that, you know? So it's just like a good reality check. To a certain extent. And like, you know, we like to have fun, but I just like things... Somewhat in moderation too, like to, to treat it with with intention and with a time and a place, sort of. Right. Uh, and especially in New York, I mean, it's it's a slippery slope in the city. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you got to do it. No, no, I did. I did. It took me a second, but <laughs> um, but the thing is, with so I I'm sober now, but I was like definitely addicted to weed, and I would go to all my dates high, like all of them. And I thought it was cool, to be honest with you, at the time. Like, right. I thought, like, guys would be like, she's so chill. Yeah. And I remember— I'm not shaking my head because I'm I'm judging, by the way. I'm just I'm just yeah, picturing sure. myself trying to yeah, go yeah, yeah. To, to a date. date and um, just like, I remember I was on a date, a first date, and he was like, are you high? And I was like, I don't remember if I admitted it or not, but I was like— I, w- I was just honestly taken aback that he noticed because it was, like, my default back then. And he— he like treated me so badly for being high. And I sure. was like, every like at, at the time I thought that was so normal. I was like, people take shots before dates. Like people like do all this kind of shit to sure. like feel like okay to go on a date. Yeah. I, I really thought that was normal. And and then I remember on another date, I was also high. And he had and I guess like my voice when I would be stoned was like very like out to lunch, you know? Like uh, and yeah. I remember he was like, You sound like a farmer. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever been told as a result of being high on a date, but like, go off. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But anyway, that's good. Do you appreciate that they sort of checked you? Like, did it help with sort of like the development, obviously, now and and things like that? I mean, looking back, I'm like, those probably were keepers because everyone else that didn't notice probably didn't like give a fuck, um, which is like kind of weird or just avoided the confrontation or just avoided I would 100% it. Yeah. do that no like looking back I'm like everyone who noticed is definitely a green flag right. um, but like in the moment I was like yeah. they're judging me but no I mean it's definitely it's definitely a good thing to to know I, especially in New York where I feel like there's a lot of everything you know it's like don't ever like get caught up in doing X, Y, and Z because you're trying to impress a date because for all you know that date might actually really appreciate, like, you not doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You got to keep it real. Yeah. Agreed. So going back to your parents for a second, do they put pressure on you to kind of settle down, or are they supportive of your single-in-the-city life? 
right now supportive of single in the city. We'll probably have to revisit that conversation in a couple of years. But I also have a absolute privilege of being a youngest sibling. And, and I think if you're a youngest sibling, you, you should acknowledge your privilege and the way that you would acknowledge sort of like a white privilege or something like that. In some cases, you know, if you're if you've had the experience where your siblings have sort of paved the way and can take some of that attention off of you, uh, that's very much been my experience. So, you know, my sister got married two years, three years ago. Forget how long at this point. Uh, she has two kids. My brother's older than me, so I, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure. I, for, I feel like that contributes to sort of not a ton of pressure on me. Yeah, they did what they had to do so that you could fly or whatever. They, sure. I feel the same way. I'm the youngest, yeah. but only of two, but I felt like the pressure was off because she, you know, like we're Jewish. She married the Jewish guy. She had the kids, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And kind then, of like diverts the attention. Yeah. And then I was like, if I want to just live like my life and not do those things, I, I don't have to. And but, it's like totally an undeserved, like you just yeah, kind of fell into this. And exactly. it's and great. So. And it's, and it's great, but it's, it's, it's important to recognize that. So that's a good call. I also feel like youngest siblings shouldn't date each other because we're both like kind of I'm like I'm the yeah. baby you know <laughs> right. like I get the thing used to having your way mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. um I do feel like I tend to be friends with a lot of youngest siblings yes friendship 100% all right. my friends are youngest and they tend to be like a little bit more I don't know outgoing or yeah, whatever definitely. you want to call it more developed sure faster developed yeah <laughs> faster exactly. maturity I mean you had to cuz you had to uh, you know, you had to, you wanted to hang out and, right. and be cool and yeah. like, learn about the things before you should. But and I don't mean it in a preachy way. I just I didn't really used to look at it this way, by the way. And and in terms of just like giving that uh, sort of uh, acknowledging it as a privilege. But my siblings did check me at some point in my life, multiple times probably. And it's like actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, you know, this thing just kind of happened versus you know, that was two or three years of you guys arguing with mom and dad to get us totally, this totally. thing, or whether it was mom and dad or or exposure to job opportunities or things like that. Yeah, but childhood, it's it's so subjective. Like, I, I feel like my sister sees her childhood so differently than I see mine. It's true. Like, she's like, you were the favorite, and I'm like, you were, and then, because, like, she was the firstborn, you know? So, like, right. even the firstborn, you get all the pictures of them, the videos of them, like, everyone, you know, you bring them around. Yeah, but that's not the kind of attention you want as a kid. Yeah, like, you want people to, like, look the other way so you can go get snacks. Exactly. And, like, hurt yourself. Or so you stay out past your curfew or whatever Exactly, it is. exactly. Yeah. So, your parents are Lebanese, you mentioned. Yes. Do they have a preference in you choosing to marry someone who is Lebanese, or do they not care? I prefer, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer not to, you know, but uh, it's, it's certainly a preference. Whether it's sort of like a deal breaker, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think we're we're fortunate enough to have like a really good dialogue and really good relationship with our parents. That if I'm like, look, she's the one, she's awesome, you know, she'll have gone through hanging out with my siblings first, obviously, and stuff like that, like. This is it, guys. Uh, they would totally be on board. But yeah, I mean, if they can participate and and sort of she gets the humor that of get growing up together and the language and the cultural sort of overlap just makes things a hundred times easier. I'm trying to picture bringing a girl who's you know not Lebanese around my grandma, for example, who doesn't speak English. It's like. 
uh, you know, I'm playing translator and I have broken Arabic. So right. it's like, you know, that kind of stuff just makes it harder. But that's not how I look at it. I'm not like, I'm not like hinge preferences, Lebanese only. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you put more stake in it when you're going out with someone who's Lebanese? Because you're like, this would be so great. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, some KB questions. Most bizarre DM you've ever gotten? I've got some weird ones, but I would say, I don't know. Do, do you experience this? The, uh, the whole feet community? Oh, people want to see pics of your feet? <laughs> in exchange. Yeah, like oh, an wow. OnlyFans situation. I thought there was only like girls. I didn't know guys were getting some feet pic DMs. Well, it's usually from guys. But yeah, that's probably one of the weirdest ones. Wow. Are your feet nice? Uh, they're regular. <laughs> I don't okay. know. <laughs> okay. They must be like a little bit above average if you're getting... Well, I don't think they're basing this on having seen like a glimpse of... Well, maybe. maybe go back in your Insta it, photos. Maybe there's a feet pic that <laughs> really sparked their interest. Yeah, um, okay. So, DM. so this is a good one. And actually, we should thank KB because this could be a potential viral TikTok. And maybe you've done it already, so forgive me if you have. But most common date cliches. Oh, I have done a first dating one. Oh, share with us. Give us a little recap. So for, I think, a really funny thing to observe on dates, especially like from, usually from guys, is the sort of attention to detail that like they're clearly not interested in. So I think I this kid does <laughs> yeah. something like, like, oh, that's awesome. And then, wait, so you studied economics and then did you switch majors before or after you studied abroad? And like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. dude, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you know, just like paying extra close attention. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. People talk about, I think like talking about shows and stuff. It's good. You got to get the conversation started. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes you're going out with a complete stranger. We got to find some common ground to sort of connect over before yeah. we build this connection. But those are also some funny cliches. Would you be like taken aback if someone kind of strayed from the cliche on one of those dates and they were like, when was the last time you cried? I encourage it, actually. A girl that I'm like kind of seeing right now, or we, you know, we've been on a a couple of dates. This was around the time where COVID was really bad. It's I think December. And so it was, we were trying to figure out what the hell we were going to do. All the bars were closed. And like, I was traveling in a couple of days and I want to get Omicron and we played this game by Esther Perel. I forget what it's called. Where Should We Begin? That's the one. Mm-hmm. And it's got all these prompt cards. Yeah. And it was like a super, I mean, it was a super natural way to kind of get to know each other. And it had a lot of questions like that. So yeah. I'm totally pro. Uh, the an, like the antithesis of, of, of all the stuff we talk, I kind of like poke fun of at corporation. And it's not poking fun to say that I'm better than this. I, I'm 100% participating in it. I just want right. to be in on the joke. That's yeah. it. But I think, yeah, if we can move towards like, let's just have a fucking real conversation about something real. Like that's 100% green flag. Yeah, I love that. And I have that game. And I think like even when you're in a relationship or like married, you can still be playing those games and getting to know each other more. So for sure. I love that. And that also I always tell I always tell people who are like, what do I talk about on the second, third date? There's this article in the New York Times that is called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. And Mm. it's like deep questions just like that. And I actually read, like asked those questions to my fiance on our second date. And like I avoided the weirder ones that were like, how do you think you're going to die? Sure, sure. But like I asked, I asked to like, when was the last time you cried? I asked like, you know, who do you most admire in your life? Like we kind of got to skip the like, where did your mom go to college? You know, like I just didn't. 
People um, are so fed up. And I think that's the only reason these videos go viral and people engage with them is because that's just, it's people can relate. It's so like, people are fed up with that kind of dating. And you can't just blanket say like, Hinge is bad. You stop dating apps or, uh, you know, I only want to meet people in person. It's like, I think these sort of changes to your behavior can can help make dating feel less exhausting, less like a chore and get to sort of the crux of like, what you're looking for is, is there a real connection here or not faster? Right. No, I agree. And I feel like another reason your videos do so well is because like post COVID or whatever world we're living in right now, mid COVID, everyone is so over the small talk, like more than oh, ever. Yeah. Like I would rather be at home 10 out of 10 nights than like, like being like, so like, did you get it yet? Like yeah. I heard your blood type doesn't get, like, I right. don't want to have that conversation again. <laughs> people are like, over fluff in general, like yeah. back to the heels thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like, people don't want to do these sort of like extra things that aren't really core and fundamental to yeah, how they are. It's, it's so exhausting. I swear to God, you need to make a video if you haven't already about people talking about, COVID oh, yeah, that. if you're a blood type, oh, negative. Right. I don't think Did you're you going to get it. My doctor told me. That, I'm like, I, I don't, I can't. No, I got the booster. I got the Pfizer and yeah. Moderna. Was like, or I remember like when, when we first, like in March 2020, when we were all first talking about it, they were like, I heard like, like my friend's cousin is friends with Bloomberg's <laughs> sister, and like they said that like Lenox Hill Hospital shut down. Like it's right. like all the same conversation. All of a sudden, everyone has a fucking PhD too. Everyone yeah. wants to tell you, well, no, technically, like airplanes are very safe because of the filtration. Yeah, I'm like, bro, exactly. what are you talking about? Exactly. Like, are you talking about air thermodynamics? Like, than, you don't know what the fuck you're than, talking uh, about. Like maybe they clubs. are, maybe they aren't. Everyone has to make their own decision, but right. don't get all like science on me yeah. because you read a fucking article by Fauci yeah. or whatever. And like the wedding stuff, it's like, it's so real. I'm getting married soon. And like, I want to hear more I, about this wedding, by the way, because I'm like totally <laughs> a wedding enthusiast. Really? Well, guest. you can ask me whatever, but we're doing obviously like we're doing COVID testing, like blah, blah, blah. Sure. But my thing I hate at weddings, having that stupid ass small talk conversation. Like I avoid it like the plague. Like I'm always at like the food station getting food and then like pretending that I'm still getting food so that I don't have to talk to people. You should check out the dance floor. Oh my God. Well, no, no, no. This is like in cocktail hour because that's when people talk, you know, like that's where you do that. During the party, I'm on the dance floor. You can't talk to me, but like cocktail hours where they find you, you know, and I'm just like, even at my own wedding, at my own wedding, I'm going to avoid all of the conversation. Everyone's like, as the bride, you have to talk to every single person at least once. I'm like, no fucking no, way. No chance. They should be honored to see a <laughs> glimpse of me at the, the cocktail do station. Do they do this at American? I don't know if this is a thing in American weddings because most of the weddings I've been to have been like Arab weddings. But yeah. uh, usually the bride and groom will like walk around to each of the tables, maybe do a picture and just do a like, hey, not you're not saying hi to every single person individually, right. but like you and Steven plan to do that, some yeah. form of that. No, that's not a thing anymore. Like it was at like bar mitzvahs and stuff, but it's not so much anymore. They don't do like the table photos, but mm-hmm. definitely it's like encouraged that like I talk to someone at least once who's attended my wedding, but like, sorry. Big, small. I mean, what, like, how many people are we talking? We're going to find out soon. So, we've had to literally stalk people to RSVP to our wedding, which is so annoying. And I wonder if you could do some sort of TikTok on this. Every time you get an invitation to a wedding, you know within five minutes if you're going to that wedding. You know immediately if you're going to that wedding or not. Like, I've never, right? When was the last time you got an invite to a wedding and you were like, and you were like, and you were like, let me, let me think. And then, like, three months later, you were like, you know what? 
I'm actually going to go to this right. wedding. Yeah. You know, like, no, immediately you're like, I'm so in, I'm so out. And then you don't tell anyone. And so we literally have been stalking almost 100 people to RSVP to our wedding. And our wedding is not even that big. Yeah. And like basically half of the people we invited have not RSVP'd and it's so KB RSVP'd? Let me get on his ass. Honestly, I don't think so, but we know he's coming because uh, he's, he's gonna a show up. Uh, he'll show up. Okay. He has to he'll come. Definitely he has to come. Yeah. Um, but, KB's a lot of fun at weddings, by the way. Oh, good, and his, good. Uh, we had this idea because we've done so many weddings together specifically because, like I said, it's a very close-knit community. We're all kind of homies with each other. And so it's a big celebration to the point where we feel like it's almost we've got down the formula of, like, you know, how to make this a really fun experience for everyone. Yeah. Little dance moves on the dance oh, floor. Oh, for sure. Pull in the mother of the, you know, bride, yeah, yeah, bring yeah. her in. There's, a, there's like a— uh, circle dance thing with the because wedding dresses are usually like these massive yeah. layered things. Yeah. I don't know if that's what your style is, but like pick up the dress and like run around in totally. a circle. That's so funny. Uh, and so yeah, that's like a good TikTok in itself. It's like the like core wedding crew that like knows exactly how well, to work we've, it. We've joked know? about making this into like a service where you can almost like wedding <laughs> crashers esque. Like that's you can hilarious. hire us. We'll get like the full service. We'll that's bring the people. So we have like a consultation before where like you show us like faces <laughs> of like these are the important people. And then bring we show them out. Them bring them the out. It's like bar mitzvah dancers <laughs> back in the day for Jews. Right. Um, we, I ha- I'm very lucky. I have like a group of friends from college that like works the room like we all kind of like it's like an unwritten rule that at any of our weddings like we're the first people on the dance floor like before food is served like the second the doors open to the reception like we're on the dance floor dancing immediately you got to start it off like that's just like that's necessary you know 100% okay we're gonna do some rapid fire poll questions oh I'm sure you're familiar with these but let's see. Is this the like the polls? By the way, I love the polls that you do on uh, your story. I'm so happy to hear that. How do you think? Like, or is it usually suggestions from? It's your usually followers? suggestions from followers. But okay. every now and then, I'll throw in one. I actually asked one, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. And people were like, like sometimes I ask, and I'm like, everyone's gonna agree with me. And right. then I asked this recently, and no one agreed with me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I asked, when do you stop thinking your you know, significant other for paying on a double date. Just hear me out. When you're engaged or when you're married. And the reason I asked is because like when we're married, like it's our money. You know what I mean? So like, do I have to thank them when they're using our Mm. money? And everyone's like, never stop thanking anyone ever. And I'm like, but bro, like thanking your fiance, it might be more my money than his money. You know, he's just putting the card down. No, hell no. Right. Well, okay. I, I but think on when a do you start date, doing on a that. double date though? That's the thing, right? Why is it? Why is it different if it's okay? A double so date? let's say like I'm going out with like my husband and you and your girlfriend, my right? Fake girlfriend, yeah. And <laughs> and like we're out and like you know she has to still thank you, right? But I don't need to necessarily thank oh, my husband. I see. So like we still should say thank. It's like it's, that's when uh, things get caught. It's annoying. I don't know. I think thank yous are overdone, anyways. I like your no thank. Like you have a rule of like not. Oh yeah, not, not doubling down on the, the thank you. And I think that's totally thank true. you for liking that thank you rule. Thank you for thank or no me. thank you rule. Um, okay. uh, wait, wait. I have a yeah. one that we I actually posted in a group chat where me and Tala and her sister and another friend are in, and it was about. It was one of your recent ones. I'm trying to think. Okay, it was like you're in a relationship. Your significant other's out with their friends. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Is it? 
is it fucked up if they don't say good night good night yeah, yeah before they get home yeah and i was like oh this is a surefire because some of them are like 90 10 and i was like right. this is a yeah definitely not and you don't so think it's fucked up i said no and then I, it was like close to 50-50. Yeah. Maybe even up. a little bit in favor of it's fucked up. It's and definitely so, fucked up. And I threw yeah. it in the group chat with the homies. And I was like, guys, like, gut check me on this. Like, yeah. am I crazy or is this crazy? And they were like, I think we split in the group. But yeah, that's probably a product of just not a, like, out of being out of touch with like serious long relationships. Yeah. Because you're on a cadence with this person where it's like, we're telling each other everything, obviously. Right. And, like, it's more like you want to know that they thought about you before they went to bed that night as right. opposed to just, like, got fucked up with their friends and, like, did whatever they wanted and pretended you didn't exist even though they asked you to be your their girlfriend. Like, you know, and I think it's interesting that you say that because it just goes to show if you're dating someone who hasn't been in a long-term relationship in a while or, like, at all, yep. you have to— set the boundaries. Like you have to say like, just so you know, like you can let it happen once, right? And then you say, yeah. just so you know, Rashad, next time you go out with your friends, if you don't text me, or no, you don't say it that threatening. Next time you go out with your friends, it would be so nice to get a text from you, even if I'm asleep, just knowing that you got home safe, yeah. aka that you didn't cheat on me. It's Look, it's probably a super reasonable ask. It's just yeah, you, you, there is something to be said about, and I don't know if this theory is true or not, but people say, like, the longer you stay single, the more you sort of get into your own yeah, routine. You oh, my God, if you live ways. alone in New York, too, you've got your things and my toothbrush and my right. nighttime routine, and, like, someone starts to come into that a little bit. You're like, ugh, this is not, you know. It's so you hard. Have, you, you, you have to sort of make that adjustment. Yeah, it's a, it's a toughie. All right, you're <laughs> seeing someone for just under two months their birthday's in a week. Is it weird to not be included in their plans? Okay, sorry, you're seeing you're someone? You're seeing someone under two months, not official. Are they in the birthday vibe or no? Oh, two months? No, they're in there. They're in there. Okay. Yeah, they get the, uh, for sure. I, I actually asked you the question the other day about you've got the... You've got the plans with the friends. Like you, you, yeah, have, you yeah. have plans to see the girl, right. but then you also like have like a birthday thing. Is it too yeah, soon to, to bring, bring her, her like three to four dates in? Mm -hmm. uh, and you said too soon. And so did most of your audience because well, <laughs> you, you did end up posting it. I will say I was actually very hypocritical in my answer because I've done that before. Right. It, but it depends how casual the birthday is. If the birthday oh, is a stop casual. by at a bar— it's, it's, actually, it's actually fine, but I, I, the reason I say too soon is because you really need to, like, figure out your deal with them and, like, spend time one-on-one -on -one during those first couple dates yep. before you introduce and then get the friends' opinions in your head. Okay, so you think it's more about the friends' opinions and not so much about, like, sending the wrong message to the girl of, exactly. like, hey, you're— you're at, we're at friend level. Exactly. Because I took an ex to a, like a stop by birthday thing. I think only on a second or third date, maybe even second. Mm -hmm. And I remember my friends were so obsessed with him and I wasn't. And they got so in my head and I was like, maybe I need to be into him. You know, but and maybe then that's the push you needed. No, no, that's unnatural. <laughs> and the rest of my relationship 
continued <laughs> because, because you had I was this like sort my of like friends, holding on to this like but they must be like, seeing something I'm not seeing yeah right? that he was hot what was it? like he was a he was yeah, they were like he's so no he was a good guy obviously like they were like he's so hot he's so nice he's so like good and like right. you know and g- cool but like I didn't feel it so it didn't matter none of those things I feel matter. like I I'm more wary about the opposite or no nah, I mean friends are generally supportive but people do be just saying things sometimes and it's like okay you don't even know them like well, exactly. So it's like protect your energy with them yeah, first. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, okay. You've had. Sorry, a, it's not that rapid. A girl <laughs> has had six. Plus, you've had six plus sleepovers with someone. You've only made out and you've never tried anything else. The girl was butt naked in your bed and you didn't do anything but make out with her. What uh, is this <laughs> horror movie that you're you, describing? Do you, do you like her? <laughs> Obviously not, right? Who's not initiating? Am I not initiating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm choosing not to? Yeah, is that a deal breaker for her? Yes, right? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> or just... No, no. There's an order of operations. And if you're cuddling before you're yeah, like, yeah, you know... Yeah, something's off. Do you feel like you would still be with an ex of yours if you had met them at a different time, even though you don't have an ex? But I mm. guess answer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so this is somewhat of a hypothetical. Uh... No, I think timing matters a lot. I do think timing matters a lot. Okay, do you And want- I think there's probably girls that I've it, it didn't work out with that in the future it might work out with too. So like the reverse okay. of that. Okay. I disagree, but Say why? I just think there's no such thing as right person wrong time. Like it's obviously wrong person. Here's no where I'll, I'll challenge that a little bit is like your I think your level of emotional availableness if does factor into it working or not. And so, like we've talked about, like when I was 25, and I think I've made a little bit of progress here, but like two or three years ago, definitely wasn't really open to anything. So yes, if this sort of fireworks scenario happens on the first or second interaction, fine. Well, she's she's a special person and, and that will play more of a factor than me not being emotionally available. But it sometimes takes longer to that than that. And if you make yourself available for longer, I think you give more of an opportunity for those, so to speak, sort of like fireworks to appear. Does that make sense? Yeah, but also no, because so are you saying that? I'm you... saying you might you might cut it after two dates because it wasn't really there versus two or three years later in your life, you're like, you know what? No, I, I am seeking this sort of deeper, meaningful relationship maybe it's not super there after date number two, but I'm going to go for a third or fourth date and sort of give this a chance more than I, w- more than I would otherwise. So basically you're saying that as you get older, you're more open to seeing more things through, that's all. Or as you get more emotionally You become more available. emotionally available. Am sure. I overusing the term, by no, the no, way? No, no, you're not. You're not. I, <laughs> I just learned what it I, means. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, it's like those memes that are like, that's like when I'm 25, it's like, oh, his like hair was weird. And then it's like 32. Oh, he only had one dead body in the right. basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I hear you, but I, I just don't think that, I just, I think like I believe in like, not to be cheesy, but like this like, you know, kind of, higher power, everything happens for a reason. And mm-hmm. so I don't think that if it were the right person, it wouldn't be the right time. That's all. Because like, yeah, that's yeah. just I, that's just what makes me feel good is knowing that, you know, trusting the process like that and that like the right person wouldn't have slipped away. 
because you were unavailable or whatever because they weren't the right person. Fair enough. When you met Stephen, was uh, was there sort of this mutual electricity or whatever you want to call it, like it, from the beginning? Yeah, definitely. You and were I, mutually into each other. You were into in. him. He was into you. Yeah, and I and I do believe that's so important, and that's a whole conversation for another time because unfortunately we're coming to an end. Sure. But, I do think that that is necessary. I know a lot of people are like, no, the spark isn't necessary or whatever. I don't think butterflies are necessary, but I think that there should be some sort of, you know, excitement about each other in the beginning. Well, certainly in this environment of like dating in your 20s in New York City, there's too much distraction and other shit going on that if there's not that, it's really hard for me to like, I don't know make time for a relationship where it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like, and we talked about this recently on the Instagram, like a scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. And I feel like guys live mostly in abundance mindset and women can sometimes live in scarcity mindset, which is like, oh my God, there's no one around. I have to settle for this like, disgusting smelly guy because mm-hmm. like there's no one else whereas guys are like there's so many people around I'm not I'm not dating this girl she like has a weird freckle right. you know yeah. and like I don't think that being too much to one of those is good but I think the idea that like you should be only going out with someone if they excite you like that's fair good. that's I mean comforting to hear because uh, yeah you often go and, and think a little bit about like, oh, did I give up too soon? Could there have been something? But yeah, I try to remind myself like, no, if it's yeah, if you, you know, want to give to your, up, listen to yourself a exactly. Little bit. Like if you if this feels like a chore and this feels like uh, you know, it, it is a good litmus test. It's like if she canceled this date, what would your reaction be? Right? Would you be relieved? Yeah. Or would you be like, ah, oh, fuck, I really wanted to see her. That's and if you'd such be relieved, a good one. Yeah. Just like. She's not it. That's so good. Like, would you rather just sit on the couch? I, <laughs> I actually remember I did that test with, like, Stephen when we were first dating. Yeah. I And I was like, you know, I literally, like, and I've told him this now because it's so embarrassing, but sure. I cried once when he, like, didn't text me one time. Oh, like, no. that's how, like, into it I was. It was honestly scary. I was like, this is bad. But you, fe- but you resisted. You didn't want to text him. No, 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 no. But like, I just was like, it was like, that was the test for me where I was like, holy shit, I'm way too into this guy. Had you like, written the playbook before you met Steven? Oh, or was yeah. it like a... The playbook was written. The playbook was written. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But nice. the rest was still unwritten. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Rashad, this was so great. Will you leave us with a quote or piece of advice? I guess my only... I am in no position to be giving advice, <laughs> especially dating advice. Uh, but I do think... Look, like, if we want to keep this sort of world where guys make the first move, and that doesn't have to be that case, but that, you know, generally how it is, like, guys have a long way to come in terms of just, like, not being creeps at bars, and I, you know, I hope we've made some progress, I hope we continue to, but I think girls also, uh, if a guy comes up with you at a bar and is sort of, like, putting himself out there, like, if it's done in a genuine way where they're, like, really, you know, trying to make the first interaction as not awkward as possible, like be a little bit more receptive to it because I think that's the only way we can keep this sort of dynamic. And it really, I mean, when you're a guy and you go shoot your shot, you got to go, first of all, think of something natural to say to this complete stranger. Uh, If you get shot down, you got to go back to your homies and, you know, 
explain. No, I think because she has a boyfriend, like, I think she's not into it. But, like, yeah. you know, like, it takes a yeah. lot of courage. So yeah. uh, maybe that's my uh, advice to the to the world. That's but. good perspective. That's good perspective. Also, I just want to clarify the crying thing. Just because, like, I feel like people are going to be in my DMs, like, why are you crying? <laughs> I had recently gotten out of a relationship, and he was, like, one of the first people I was seeing. And yeah. I think when you're, like, very newly single and you start dating again, it's a very emotional experience. And, like, I remember being like, oh, like, I shouldn't have broke it. Like, maybe I shouldn't have broken up with this person and Look, maybe I, this risk. You know, it's like it's like so much, like, is at stake for you? because like it's yeah. a healthier response to to cry and kind of sit in your sadness and emotions a little yeah. bit than what I feel like I would do or maybe most guys would do is just go and get drunk with your friends or something totally, like that. So. Totally. Love it. Where can everybody find you, follow you, possibly slide into uh, your DMs? Yeah. So TikTok, obviously, and uh, Instagram. I don't know if there's a way to like post the handle, but it's at corporation. Someone thought my name was Cooper recently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all awesome. over the internet. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay. This has been awesome. And uh, I love your podcast and your uh, and your Instagram stories. Thank so you. Keep them coming. Will do.